0: The series for Christmas 2020 is the backstories of Christmas. And last week we looked at the backstory of the angels. And this morning we come to the backstory of light. Light is a backstory of Christmas. Of course, God created light by the word of his mouth. Genesis 1:3, then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. When you think about light as being a backstory of the true Christmas story, there are six examples I'm going to cover over two sermons. For this sermon, only two examples. And in the will of the Lord as he spares life, a week from this Sunday, four more examples of light being the backdrop, the backstory of Christmas. And so the first example I want to share with you this morning is that Jesus Christ came to be the light for mankind. Jesus Christ came to be the light for mankind. In John one, verses one through five, we have this given to us as truth. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the lightness shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The theological truth that's being shared in these verses is that Jesus Christ came to be the light which reveals the life. Jesus Christ came to be the light that would reveal the life. His life, eternal life, which only those who believe in him personally for salvation can experience and can broadcast. That's us if we're saved. Divine life is your life. Everlasting life is your life. Abundant life is your life. And eternal life, is your life if you trusted Christ who came to be the light who reveals that life. This is the extraordinary life which Christ, the light, came to showcase to whom? To good people? Religious people? No. Jesus Christ, the extraordinary life, came to be the light to showcase to sinners, all of us, who at best could only grope around in the darkness. Again, let me say it, Jesus Christ came the first Christmas to be the light of mankind. (laughs) So here you are, here I am, in the light and the life of Christ. But is that everyone viewing on the internet? Is that everyone listening live in the sanctuary? Are you personally, not your mommy, not your daddy, not your wife, not your husband, are you in the light of Christ? And are you in the life of Christ? doesn't happen automatically by joining a church. It doesn't happen by your ancestors being in the light and life of Christ. It doesn't come by good deeds and good works, although those those are fine to honor God, but they don't give you the light and they don't give you the life. And so my question for you at home who are viewing, and my question to my brothers and sisters here in this lovely sanctuary decorated for Christmas, are you in the light of Christ? Has that light given to you the life of Christ? And if you have receive the life of Christ, are you expressing it in your personality, in your spiritual giftings, in your social networking, in your families, in your places of employment? Are you, because you've received the light of Christ, expressing and showing the life of Christ in all the opportunities you have daily, as do I? If you don't know... (laughs) If you're in the light of Christ, if you're not sure you're in the life of Christ, then I would submit that you're not yet there, but you could be today. You could tell God in prayer that you're a sinner in need of a Savior who came at Christmas and that you believe in him and him alone to forgive, have forgiveness of sins and a home in heaven one day. You want to turn from anything that you've looked to other than Christ for life. You could make that decision right where you sit here, or where you sit in your homes. Yes, Jesus Christ came to be the light for mankind, but the sad thing was, and the sad thing still is, that the majority of persons don't want the light. You ever notice that? The majority of people we know, outside of Jesus Christ, don't want the light. Remember at Jesus' trial, when Pilate offered to free Jesus, in whom Pilate found no guilt, when he asked the Jewish crowd, should I release to you Jesus? I find no fault in him. They cried, crucify him. They hated light. Release to us Barabbas, who was a noted criminal. Back then, the majority didn't want the light. It's sad to say Nowadays, even in Nassau, the majority don't want the light of Christ as revealed in the word of God. And so the persons who don't want the light actually fight the light. They oppose the light. The majority back then fought the light who won a Barabbas released, and it's same now, There are precious persons made in the image of God who love darkness. They're like bugs who thrive in the dark under rocks and when you lift the rock and the sunlight comes into what was under the rock, these bugs scurry to find more dark. They don't want the light. Some people are that way. They scurry whenever they can to their home, which is dark, spiritually dark to their habits, which are spiritually dark, to their comfort zone, which is spiritually dark. They love the darkness and hate the light. And so I've seen maybe you have actual signs at protesters who are protesting the light coming into their darkness. Placards that are so blasphemous I've seen, wish Mary would have been pro-choice. If Jesus comes back, kill him again. These are real signs at real parades. Proud to be going to hell. Oh yes, the majority of people hate the light don't want the light, are bothered by the light, want to extinguish the light. In the confirmation hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett, the flashpoint of those hearings was her Christian faith. The liberals despise it. They would rather have darkness on the bench. Have you ever noticed that nobody wishes that Muhammad was never born? Have you ever noticed that nobody seems to want to see Buddha die over again? Ever notice that nobody burns Korans? Ever notice that vandals come to destroy the cross that is on church buildings or the crosses that are inside church buildings? That's what they go after, the crosses. People love the dark and lovers of the dark hate the light. Ever noticed when persons vandalize manger scenes this time of the year? They most usually deface or steal the baby Jesus. Why don't they deface Joseph and steal him? Why don't they deface a wise man and steal him? Because they know that Jesus Christ is the light that came to mankind to expose the life of God that's available to dark fleers who will repent and trust Christ. and They hate that. Try to stop that. Because they love the dark and hate the light. The reason there's such a polarization between light lovers and darkness lovers is that they're in fact, in actuality, there is no true light in anyone or anything but Christ. And so light haters aren't bothered by these other than Christ or other than Bible things. But they are bothered, exercised with hatred for any symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ, burning Bibles. That was not just in 1940s Nazi Germany. Bibles were burnt in 2020 in Seattle and Kenosha and New York City and other places. Those who love the dark hate the light. So this Christmas, this unusual Christmas, this pandemic Christmas, how about you and me? Are we demonstrably lovers of the light? Before you answer that so quickly, are you a lover of the light when no one's watching you? Are we lovers of the light? So the first point in this sermon is Jesus Christ came to be the light. For mankind. The second point, the second of two in this sermon, Jesus Christ is the only light of the world. The only light. John 8 12, Jesus said of himself, and again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. That's what Jesus said is unequivocal, it's unmistakable. He said, I am the only light that heaven will send to a dark world. And he who follows me follows the light, walks in the light, lives in the light and not in the darkness. Praise the Lord. We are so undeserving of light. We were in just as much darkness as anyone else who's still in darkness without Christ. Before Christ, we were in the same pitch black darkness groping around in the night as people without Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior still are. Jesus Christ is the only light of the world. There will be no other light dispatched from heaven to earth. Jesus Christ is take it or leave it light. Jesus Christ is the light of life. No other light will ever reveal a better life than Jesus' light reveals. So what about the verses that we know and love, directed at us as believers in Jesus who follow Christ, verses like Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 5, verse 16. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. What is the light that we are to shine before men by our good works? It's Jesus' light, Jesus' perfect light. Jesus' steady light. Jesus will not be put out light. And this is you. And what that verse is saying, that verse is saying the light of Christ should hit your mirror in such a way you you can't see there's light on my Bible now. Well, how could that be? The light's pointing at that Christmas wreath. But when I put a mirror in front of it at the right angle, the light's shining on my Bible. And people who need Jesus if they're ever going to see his light, are going to see his light by you reflecting it. When we are told and commanded to be light and salt, to be light, we are to position ourselves with Jesus Christ as Lord and Master so that his light reflects off of us to illuminate a dark workplace, a dark marriage, a dark street, a dark neighborhood, a dark city. We are to so keep ourselves positioned in the light of Christ that he reflects off of us. And to the person the reflection goes, they see the light of life. The light come into the world at Christmas. So crucial that we as reflectors of Christ's life live in connection with the beam of his light because if I position myself by selfishness or by uh, sin somewhere over here, I no longer reflect the light of Christ. It's still going. But I'm not doing my job of being a reflector. It's not until I repent, get my priorities right, and get in the line of Christ's light that I can start reflecting it where it needs to enter the darkness and dispel the darkness. This light never goes out. You can't put it out. Not that you'd want to, but you can't put it out. And all the persons living in the dark, they can't put it out either. Praise God. And so... The millions, yes it's millions, the millions of born-again Christians who make up the body and bride of Christ, that's locally, but that's also globally, we all reflect one light. We all share one light. The one and only light that God mercifully, graciously, miraculously sent to earth in the person of a wiggling and pink baby born of a virgin teenager. We reflect one light, a shared light, the only light from heaven to earth, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Really, these million stars that we are that reflect, stars reflect the light of the sun in the night, right? These 1000000 born born-again believers in the body and bride of Christ, we are like constellations against the dark backdrop of darkness lovers. We're a huge constellation of stars, as it were, reflecting the sun, S-O-N's bright light so that those without him can see that he changes lives, that he makes the broken whole, that he makes the dead and alive, <laughs> that he changes selfishness to thoughtfulness, and self-praise to worship. And so I simply say to the man in the pulpit and to you in the pew and those viewing at home, shine on, <laughs> shine on, Shine on. As miraculous as stars are in the, in the Big Dipper, not one of those stars will go to where you work tomorrow, but you will. Not one star will go to your Christmas gatherings when you have family that do not trust Jesus as Savior. Not one star from the constellations will go to your Christmas party as a family, but you will. <laughs> you can shine the light of the S-O-N into that party. Oh, would to God that we would be reflectors of the light. Let's pray. Lord God, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. That's us. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. That's us. Lord, may we position the mirrors of our lives in the lordship of Jesus Christ so that his light would reflect into places and persons that need his light desperately. And we pray this in his remarkable name together. Amen.